God is glorious in his saints. Welcome back to the Christian Saints podcast. My name is Darren Ong, recording once more from Sepang in Malaysia. In this podcast, we explore the lives of the Christian saints from the Anglican, Roman Catholic, and Eastern Orthodox traditions. We are back for season two after I have taken a bit of a hiatus. So I think I skipped a few months of episodes, but I found myself missing the podcast and hearing the two amazing guest episodes by Jim John Marks whetted my appetite for more. We will try to keep doing these episodes of the Christian Saints podcast, and I'll try to keep doing them once a week. But I thought that it would be better to shake up the format a little bit. Now, we'll still do readings of the lives of the saints and about the saints. But I figured that there would be more casual thoughts as well. So I'm not going to try to read everything from a script. And going forward, you will hear a little bit more about why these saints inspire me personally and why I enjoy learning about them. Today, we will celebrate St. Bridget of Kildare, an Irish abbess who lived from circa 451 to 525 AD. Together with St. Patrick and St. Columba, she is one of the patron saints of Ireland. She is sometimes called Mary of the Gales, or the Gaelic Mary. My episode on St. Patrick turned out to be one of the most popular episodes of the podcast. I recommend that you have a listen, uh, because St. Patrick's story does have an impact uh, on what we know about St. Bridget. And I am fascinated by this Celtic Christianity. Uh, During the time uh, around St. Bridget's life, Ireland was actually a big centre of the Christian faith, and in particular, a big centre for monasticism and a big centre for Christian learning. Uh, St. Patrick really did a wonderful job bringing the Irish pagans to Christ. Let us proceed with an account of St. Bridget's life. This is taken from the catholic.org website. St. Bridget was born Bridget, with a T in the end instead of a D, and shares a name with a Celtic goddess from whom many legends and folk customs are associated. There is much debate over her birth parents, but it is widely believed her mother was Broca, a Christian baptized by St. Patrick, and her father was Dubtach a Langster chieftain. Broca was a slave, therefore Bridget was born into slavery. When Dubtach's wife discovered Broca was pregnant, she was sold to a druid landowner. It is not clear if Broca was unable to produce milk or was not present to care for Bridget. 
But legend states Bridget vomited any food the druid attempted to feed her, as he was impure. So a white cow with red ears sustained her instead. Many stories of Bridget's purity followed her childhood. She was unable to keep from feeding the poor and healing them. One story says Bridget once gave her mother's entire store of butter that was later replenished after Bridget prayed. When she was about 10 years old, Bridget was returned to her father's home as he was her legal master. Her charity did not end when she left her mother and she donated his possessions to anyone who asked. Eventually, Dabtach became tired of her charitable nature and took her to the King of Leinster with the intention of selling her. As he spoke to the king, Bridget gave his jeweled sword to a beggar so he could barter it for food for his family. When the king, who was a Christian, saw this, he recognized her heart and convinced Dabtach to grant her freedom by saying, Her merit before God is greater than ours. After being freed, Bridget returned to the druid and her mother, who was in charge of the druid's dairy. Bridget took over and often gave away milk, but the dairy prospered despite the charitable practice, and the druid eventually freed Broca. Bridget then returned to Dabtach, who had arranged for her to marry a bard. She refused and made a vow to always be chaste. Legend has it, Bridget prayed that her beauty be taken so no one would want to marry her, and the prayer was granted. It was not until after she made her final vows that her beauty was restored. Another tale says that when St. Patrick heard her final vows, he accidentally used the form for ordaining priests. When the error was brought to his attention, he simply replied, So be it, my son. She is destined for great things. Little is known about St. Bridget's life after she entered the church. She founded a monastery in Kildare called the Church of the Oak. It was built above a pagan shrine to the Celtic goddess Bridget, which was beneath a large oak tree. Bridget and seven friends organized communal, consecrated religious life for women in Ireland and she founded two monastic institutions, one for men and one for women. Bridget invited a hermit called Conleth to help her in Kildare as a spiritual pastor. Her biographer reported that Bridget chose St. Conleth to govern the church along with herself. She later founded a school of art that included metalwork and illumination, Conleth led as well. It was at this school that the Book of Kildare, which the Gerald of Wales praised as the work of angelic, not human skill, was beautifully illuminated, but was lost three centuries ago. There is evidence that Bridget was a good friend of St. Patrick's, and that the Trias Thaumaturga claimed, between St. Patrick and Bridget, the pillars of the Irish people, There was so great a friendship of charity 
that they had but one heart and one mind. Through him, and through her, Christ performed many great works. Saint Bridget helped many people in her lifetime, but on February the first, in the year 525, she passed away of natural causes. Her body was initially kept to the right of the high altar of Kildare Cathedral, with a tomb adorned with gems and precious stones and crowns of gold and silver. But in the year 878, during the Scandinavian raids, her relics were moved to the tomb of Patrick and Columba. In the year 1185, John de Courcy had her remains relocated in Down Cathedral. Today, St. Bridget's skull can be found in the Church of St. John the Baptist in Lumiar, Portugal. The tomb in which it is kept bears the inscription. Here, in these three tombs, lie the three Irish knights who brought the head of St. Bridget, virgin, a native of Ireland, whose relic is preserved in this chapel, in memory of which the officials of the altar of the same saint caused this to be done in January AD 1283. A portion of the skull was relocated to St. Bridget's Church and another was sent to the Bishop of Lisbon in St. Bridget's Church in Kilester. St. Bridget's likeness is often depicted holding a reed cross, a crozier, or a lamp. From this account, we see many reasons why St. Bridget was so beloved. And we can't help notice many similarities between her life and the life of St. Patrick. Both were slaves in Ireland who ended up becoming pillars of the faith in that country. Another thing that stands out in St. Bridget's life is her great charity. And this theme is repeated in many stories about her life from her childhood to her miracle stories. And sometimes these accounts of her charity sound even a little comical, as you can see how her father is frustrated by how often St. Bridget, then a little girl, was constantly giving away his stuff. And we must remember that St. Bridget was committed to charity, to giving away all she had, even though she was someone of low station herself, in fact, a slave. So there is an order of nuns known as the Brigidine Sisters, who aim to live out this legacy of St. Bridget's life and example. There is this wonderful reflection on St. Bridget of Kildare that I found on their website, the website of these Brigidine sisters. I would like to share this account in full. It really captures the essence of why this saint is so beloved, not just in Ireland, but also beyond. So again, this comes from the website of the Brigidine sisters. Bridget of Kildare, 
is a patroness of those who have a care for the earth, for justice and equality, for peace and reconciliation. She is a model for a contemplative life. A great resurgence of interest in all aspects of our Celtic heritage is leading many individuals and groups to rediscover and draw inspiration from the lives of the early Irish saints. St. Bridget, the patroness of Ireland, is emerging as one whose life has relevance and inspiration, especially as we try to face the issues that confront our world at this time. When we look at the life of Bridget and at some of these issues, we can see more clearly why she continues to be relevant today. First, as a healing woman. We are aware of the fragility of our planet. Bare and barren lands, polluted air, poisoned waters, damaged ecosystems, and the threats these present to humans and other species. Many individuals and groups concerned about the environment draw inspiration from the reverence and respect which Bridget had for the land. She is often referred to as the saint of agriculture. The Irish monk Cogitosus, who wrote A Life of Bridget, or in Latin, Vita Brigitte, in 650 AD, places great emphasis on Bridget's faith, her healing powers, her hospitality, her generosity, her great skill with animals, and above all, her compassion for the poor and the oppressed. 23 of the 32 chapters relate her extraordinary concern for the poor. The following legend of Bridget illustrates many of her qualities. One day, when Bridget was on a long journey, she stopped to rest by the wayside. A rich woman heard about this and brought her a beautiful basket of choice apples. No sooner had she received them than a group of very poor people came by and begged her for food. Without a moment's hesitation, Bridget gave them the choice apples. The rich woman complained to Bridget. I brought those apples for you, not for them. Bridget's reply was, What is mine is theirs. This Bridget legend poses a challenge to us to work for a more equitable distribution of the world's resources. A challenge to a world where thousands die daily from hunger or hunger-related diseases or lack of clean water. Some 20% own and consume about 80% of Earth's resources. The poverty gap continues to widen both within and between countries. Next, St. Bridget as a model of equality. It is generally accepted that Bridget established her abbey and church in Kildare in circa 470 on the site now occupied by St. Bridget's Cathedral. Bridget held a unique position in the Irish church and in the society of her day. As abbess, she presided over the local church of Kildare and was leader of a double monastery for men and women. 
Tradition suggests that she invited Conleth, a hermit from Old Connell near Newbridge, to assist her in Kildare. Cogitosis says they governed their church by means of a mutually happy alliance. What emerges from many of these stories and legends about Bridget is the portrait of a strong and gentle woman, a powerful leader, a good organizer, a skillful healer, and a wise spiritual guide. Bridget has become, for men and women, a potent symbol of Christian womanhood and the feminine face of God. Next, Bridget as Woman of Peace. There was no lack of domestic strife in Ireland in Bridget's time. Feuds between clans were commonplace. She is often depicted as a peacemaker who intervened in disputes between rival factions and brought healing and reconciliation. Folklorists tell us that in some parts of Ireland, a Bridget's cross was often used as a token of goodwill between neighbours, indicating a desire for peace and friendship after a local quarrel. One of the best-known stories associated with St. Bridget is that of her giving away her father's precious jeweled sword to a poor man so that he could barter it for food to feed his family. Thus, a sword, a weapon of war, was transformed into a life-giving instrument, turning a sword into a plowshare. This story offers an important lesson for today, when millions of dollars are spent on weapons of war. Next, Bridget as a woman of contemplation. Bridget emerges as a woman of action in the stories, legends, and poems about her. If, however, one were to seek the source from which she drew her strength and energy, one could probably find the answer in this story. One day, St. Brendan the Navigator stood on a cliff top and watched two whales engaging in fierce combat. Suddenly, the smaller whale in a human voice cried out for help. Not to Brendan, but to Bridget who was not even present. The cry was answered immediately, and the combat ceased. Brendan was puzzled as to why he had been ignored. An old Irish poem, written in the 7th century, speaks of her contemplation of the Trinity. Deeper than the seas, greater than words can express, three persons in one only God, overflowing with wonder. Next, Bridget as Woman of Inspiration. Even today, writers and artists still find inspiration in the symbols, customs, and folklore surrounding Bridget. One writer referred to her as the woman who above all others embodies the spirit of pre-Christian and Christian Ireland. This is a quote by P.J. Brophy of the Nenag Guardian. In a beautiful lead-light window in Kildare College Chapel, Holden Hill in South Australia, the artist depicts Bridget dancing the dance of the new life of creation, carrying the spirit of Jesus into the 21st century. Many of the values associated with Bridget are captured in this delightful poem, 
Lady from Winter's Dark Star of Imbolc, rise. Dance around our threshold, scattering warm laughter, seeds of hospitality, tolerance, forgiveness. Return again to the folk, you, the spring we yearn for. The Imbolc mentioned in the poem is one of the four principal festivals of the Celtic calendar, celebrated on 1st of February. Bridget died at Kildare on the 1st of February 525. She was laid to rest in a jeweled casket at Kildara. In 835, her remains were moved from Kildare to protect them from Norse invaders. She was interred in the same grave that holds the remains of St. Patrick and St. Columba at the cathedral grounds in Downpatrick. She is also known as Mary of the Gale, that is, Mary of Irish. Bridget's feast day is on the 1st of February. So strong is the respect and reverence for this holy woman that she is the patroness of many parishes, towns and counties, not only in Ireland but across Europe, America, Australia and New Zealand. Bridget's cross is universally recognised. It became the logo for RTE, which is Ireland's national broadcasting TV station, when it first went on air in 1961, and has remained its recognised symbol for many years. We should note that St. Bridget's feast day on the 1st of February is celebrated not only in the Roman Catholic Church, but also in the Anglican and Eastern Orthodox churches. This is a day that is even celebrated by secular Irish. In fact, the Irish government recently announced that St. Bridget's Day on the 1st of February will be a public holiday in the Republic of Ireland starting on 1st of February 2023. This will be the first public holiday in Ireland that is named after a woman. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Christian Saints Podcast. Look for the Christian Saints Podcast page on Facebook or Instagram or find us on Twitter at podcast underscore saints. All music in this episode was composed by my good friend, James John Marks of Generative Sounds. Please check out his music at generativesoundsjjm.bandcamp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider giving us a rating on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use so more people can find the Christian Saints podcast and be blessed by these stories of God's saints. Let us end this episode with a collect prayer for St. Bridget. Merciful God, origin and reward of all charity, you called St. Bridget to teach the new commandment of love through her life of hospitality and her care of the needy. Give to your people by her intercession a generous spirit so that with hearts made pure we may show your love to all. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, 
who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.